Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Metroid 2 Return of Samus Part 2 for the Nintendo Game Boy. Welcome back, friends. Last week, we talked about the game in general. We went over all of its various systems, the cool power-ups you get, our new moves and weapon upgrades, suit upgrades. All kinds of upgrades. Uh, This week, we're going to finish talking about that, review it. But first, let's talk about the manual of this game. This is Nintendo, the big N. Yeah. And uh, they're usually pretty good about their manuals. And this is no exception. And you owned this, right? So you, you would know. I, I did, and I do, yes. Yeah, so it's a, it's pretty beefy, uh, 32 pages, following the, I guess, Nintendo style of having the, it's like red and black and white, so lots of shades of like pink and gray as well. And it's kind of more fitting, though, for this uh, game. Sure, yeah. For Samus and her ship's color scheme. Indeed, and there is tons of artwork in this. There's lots of art of Samus in various poses. Uh, And it's, from what I remember, pretty good artwork. Oh, yeah, I love it. And there's eight pages of enemy art. Oh, wow. It just goes over, like, what enemies you're going to be coming across. All the enemies, all their names. There's, I'm pretty sure, like, there's tons of them. And interestingly enough, I I like that it has artwork of, like, the (laughs) power-ups that you get. Because when you get any of the beams, right, it, it's kind of hard to tell what it is when you're playing, but it's like like the ice beam it has like a little orb with an eye in it or the wave beam right. has a W, but they all have like this little creature holding onto it. I, I never quite realized it before, but when you see it in the manual drawn out where the spacer is actually like it's a little crab holding the S in a claw or the plasma beam, it's like on the back of a little dragon. like Right. <laughs> I'm looking at now and I remember, yeah, like how the bomb is in a, like a little cube. Yeah. Instead of just a tiny container, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting, not only to put in the game, but it's it's cool here because I wouldn't have realized it. Uh, you know, you don't really well, see I'll these you, very often. So one of the things that really stood out for me as a kid was the page that has the diagram of Samus's armor. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's the cybernetic suit technical spec yes the cybernetic suit tech specs it's great stuff i love it and i love it because it also really doesn't have anything to do with the game itself it doesn't give you any like info about the parts it's just like you know story world building yeah where it's like oxygen supply yeah anything like that i ate up as a kid yeah when you would see like in those marvel books they'd have like breakdowns of iron man's suit or all these different the fantastic four for freedom's plaza yeah this is where the rocket comes out you're like yes of course it just makes sense. But this, I, I do like, you know, it has a couple of pages of story here that I thought was funny to go to, to go over because, of course, this takes place after the events of Metroid 1, mm-hmm. where... And that you're just there to like, what is the story of Metroid 1? I don't even really know. The Metroid 1 is some, because that's on the planet Zebes, so it's space pirates had stolen Metroids. Okay. So after this, 
one, the Galactic Federation sent a research ship to SR-388, and mm-hmm. they quickly get an emergency notice and lose contact. So then they send a rescue ship, which also disappears, and then they send a combat group, which also disappears, and then they send Samus. So it's like wow. you're, you're like fourth in, in line. I don't know. So this is like you're going in after the Space Marines and Aliens. Yeah, after everyone where it's just like... I don't know. I just thought that was funny that they were like, keep trying, sending wave after wave of scientists. But yeah, other than that, I mean, it's a it's a great looking manual. It goes through all your controls and equipment and items. Great detail. And um, you- I'll tell you what it can't do, though. That is make the Zeta Metroid look cooler. Yeah, even in the even in its artwork form, it's like eh, it still looks it's still like derpy a looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what were you going to say there? Oh, I, I do like that it does have a, a kind of mini starting map that's like drawn of just how to get to, like, the first area or two. Mm-hmm. You know, it can help for someone starting off, you know? And it does explain, like, the lava, like, is going to recede, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's jam-packed, cool stuff. Now, this game uh, had a save state, so I'm guessing no no notes at the end? No, I, I think the very last page is just... It's just got, like, some sweet Samus art, like, on the back. <laughs> like, there's no... the end. Hey, that's that's fine by me. Indeed. All right, folks, we are back to our level by level portion of the show. And last week we went through the starter area in area one. Mm -hmm. And this week we will be moving on to area two at the end of uh, destroying the four, three or four Metroids in area one. The Mm -hmm. Earth will quake. And that's the universal sign to go back towards the middle of the map. That's right. to, (laughs) To where there was once lava and go down. Yeah, there's a section where we had to hop over. A bunch of lava on some blocks that are now exposed. We can head down there. And like many of these new passages, you will head down for a while and encounter more lava. That's right. Here you make a note gotta... of the new lava and then move on. Yeah, yeah. You you have to do a little swing to the left here where you get down to the new lava level. Then kind of climb back up and head to the left where pretty soon there's an alpha Metroid right there. Waiting for you on the way. Easily dispatched, though, but beyond that is the next area kind of proper where it's a it's a larger cavern than the previous area. Lots more open space around the central like uh, ruin area. Yeah, and and it's cool. Like this is a, a pretty varied one of my, my favorite chunks of the game because there's, you know, lots of stuff to check out, especially now that you have we have the spider ball. Yeah, because uh, right away you can get on the roof of this place. Well, actually, I don't know if you can. I think there might be some spikes on the right hand side. Yeah, there's they, they do that sometimes. So maybe not on the roof right away, but you're going to want to go to the roof as soon as you can. I think right away you're going to go through the middle and probably pick up the there's a save spot or two. Mm-hmm. I left that area and went south because there are one, two, three, four more, five more alpha Metroids in this area. That's right. And as well as I think we got two gammas. That's right. Their first two Gamma Metroids, and those are both on the very bottom of the map area in the more wild, cavernous area. Now, before you go down in there, though, you can explore up and around the ruins if you want. There are some power-ups in there. You've yeah, got the you definitely jump should. <laughs> and then what's the gun in there? Um, is it a gun? You can get the Varia. That's what it is. It's the Varia suit. As well as there's the high jump boots in this area, too. They're, they're not as 
they're they're kind of down in the the ground more. I think you have yeah. to go underwater, and there's an underwater area that kind of stops you from. What well, doesn't really stop you? You can just go right through it, but it divides this area. It, there's a little cave you can get to. There's the high jump boots, the wave beam. But I did want to talk about something that I like when you get the spring ball, which we mentioned. Mm-hmm. That's kind of near the top of the thing. Where yeah, it's, it's like, in those ruins. Yeah, yeah. It's like a creature has it. Yes. Like it fights you. You have to fight this little thing that's like jumping around. It's it's pretty funny. It's, it's a weird looking creature too. Yeah, I, I just like the idea that creatures are could use these power-ups somehow i I don't know it's something i would have liked to see a little more of to be honest (laughs) maybe the more basic power-ups but yeah and then to get through to a lot of these places um like where the various suit is and whatnot there are long tubes that will you know transverse or take you through entire like vertical chunks of the map yeah yeah. you'll see them when you cross over but you won't have access to the tubes until later on indeed yes you can power up there's quite a few what is there like five or six seven missiles here (laughs) like there are a lot which is nice because i don't think there's a missile refill pod here there's a couple life big energy balls Mm -hmm. so there is no missile refill pod in fact uh this was like i was like oh there are not that many places to refill your missiles i was feeling the the pressure yeah in this area a little bit and it's quite the hike if you want to go back to like area one to fill them up yeah now this is uh the first time you face the Gamma Metroids, as we mentioned. Yes, and they're not uh, too much worse than the Alphas. They do have a little more armor, so you can't really hit them from the back at all. Right, right. And they have like a little, I don't know, electrical arm, little energy thing they they do. And it can use that electrical arm to block missiles. Uh, You know, it does a little damage, but it's really short. Yeah, I didn't try to finesse these usually. I, I found... In general, on most of these Metroids, really, you can just stand there and keep jumping and shooting, take a few hits. But I always had enough life and missiles to just brute through them. Yeah, especially still with the Gamma Metroid. Uh, the real key factor is you do have to hit it on the bottom, like third of its body or yeah. from underneath. So if you can get underneath it and like kind of trap it above you in an area, they're super easy at that point. Yeah, yeah. Much Otherwise, like, yeah, they can they'll take off some damage, but you're not going to like. Unless you are on your last leg, these things are not that much trouble. Yes. One thing I do like about this area is it does start giving you some slightly different backgrounds. You've got that kind of shaded wall area in the cavern Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that lets you know that this cavern is different from some of the other areas. Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, you know, this is the first area, like we mentioned at the beginning. You're definitely going to want to roll across the top of all of these areas because there's always at least one missile, one health power up, something along those lines. I missed a... You know, there is one Alpha Metroid up in this, like, cave kind of up at the, yes, near the ceiling. the very top left. I missed that one the first time. I had to backtrack where I was like, why didn't this, like, wh- where am I supposed to go? So don't be a fool like me. I do like that this part does have a, it has two different kind of vertical shafts that might give you a panic attack if you think back to Metroid 1. But here they're, like, way easier because A, spider ball, and B, they're not as brutal. I don't know. You're, I guess you're not, since you're not just freezing things. And there's one that has those like vertical lines of like regenerating blocks mm-hmm. where you can like shoot, get in there, and then keep jumping up to. And in the old one, it was like, oh, you really had to time it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, you can almost jump to the top of all of them. Yeah, that's true. They they seem a lot taller than they really are because your jump is so immense. Yeah. Um. One of the enemies I did want to shout out in this area that really cracks me up is that weird like plant that grows from the ground up and then shoots out lots of little flies at you oh uh, yes that's the blob thrower 
Yeah, it always gave me way more trouble than it should because those little like fly creatures or whatever they are are very hard to hit. Yeah, I, I that's the trickiest part about a lot of these enemies is they're tiny. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's like why the wave beam or the the spacer can actually be pretty good for that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And then once you have destroyed all of the Metroids in this area, you have your familiar shake, rattle, and roll, which means the lava has subsided once again. So you need to go back to the middle where we saw that lava previously. And now you can move on from two to area three. Much like before, you'll pass by an area of lava that you can't access yet. Correct. Or even two, really, because then, you know, this is where it seems like the game is branching out more than it really is. Like, I remember being like, all right, now I'm really getting into it. Yeah. And I feel like if you had not not looked at like a world map at all, I think you would still be pretty fooled into believing the the map was bigger and less linear than it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, even so, it it feels about right. It just it kind of dawns on you soon we'll we'll get there but you know where it's like oh okay <laughs> and this area is definitely more there's like a some actual like technology kind of building areas yeah yeah and you've got a whole section with these like turrets i hate the turrets yeah the, the pop-up they're, ones yep they're called awe tracks the ones awe tracks and we might see some um i think this is an enemy where they're uh like a robot toad they're called autodes good name yeah i like it and this area is your final smorgasbord of power-ups. Yeah, like, I, I, I remember coming into this area, because this is a, a big area. You know, We have the high jump now, so you can almost fly, but here there's a lot more vertical shafts with smaller platforms that are still not too tough to navigate because your jump is so huge, and it's just much more forgiving than trying to freeze those tiny creatures. Yeah. <laughs> but in this area, you're going to have your uh, spacer beam, You've got two more energy tanks to really knock you up yeah. up there. You've got like three or four missile spots, but more importantly, a missile refill spot. Yeah, which I definitely needed coming in. And mercifully, it's pretty close to the beginning-ish because mm -hmm. it does split. You know, you could kind of go about this in two ways. Yeah, I went the top way first, I think. I did. Because I wanted that sweet energy tank. Not only that, but you get the space jump up there too. Yeah, the space jump is there. There's a, a health refill along the top ceiling, of course. And there's even the plasma beam in here. Like, I was really surprised. Where I, I was like, really? I got the space jump already? And it was like, I just got the spacer. And then by the time I was almost done with this area, you already get the plasma beam. I, I don't know. It just I was like, wow, okay. Give it to me, man. Yeah, coming in hot and heavy. But in addition to all those fun little adventures, you have two alpha Metroids. Mm -hmm. But now we really switched over full scale. Yeah, because there's like and five the... gammas, right? Or no, more than that. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's lot. Like, there's like eight of them in here. Yeah, and that's like really the main ones you're going to be fighting at this point. But what's cool is the layout of this area. You've got your technology bottom half and cave system, and then you have kind of your ruined right half. It's in the giant open cavern. Yeah, yeah, it's fun stuff. And it's one of these things where they do a really good job of making these feel like distinct areas. Yeah, and, you know, it really says a lot that it feel that way and without colors. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't know if we mentioned it last week uh, when we talked about our personal experience. You played this, what, on a, a computer? Yes, I, I emulated it shamelessly. And when you played it that way, what palette were you using? Like a black and white palette? Yeah, it's just like the grayscale. I, I didn't use the green. And see, I was playing on my um, RG350 handheld, yeah. and I was playing with the green palette. Oh, okay, cool. I play it like the three three levels of green. Yeah, yeah. And I had no no trouble 
remembering where I was or anything like that. The only times I would have problems are in some of these areas where you have these uh, shafts, like in the bottom of this area, that are identical types yeah. of shaft rooms. And sometimes you get a little confused as am I in the third one over, the second one over, uh, when they're in a loop, yep. it can be a little confusing. But I think that's more on purpose. That's, you know, I wasn't like, oh, what part of the world map am I in? I knew where I, where I was in relation to that central lava shaft, et cetera. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like that's some people really overplay when I see reviews of this game online. How lost you. Yeah, well, and even if you do get lost, it, since the game is divided up into these different areas, it's like you can only wander so far before you will come to something that will let you know where you, you know, like you, you couldn't just wander through around the whole world aimlessly yeah. you know it's i mean you could backtrack up but you realize you're going up a whole lot you'll see familiar places pretty quick if you're just blundering around now did you leave this area with the spacer or the plasma beam i left it with the plasma beam yeah so did i and i, I feel I, like in, in retrospect i might go back and get the spacer or just not get the plasma beam at all i yeah i i was surprised to get another gun so quick i was surprised to get the spacer already because i was like i just got the wave gun and yeah, that's one of my chief complaints is like, I kind of wish that there was a way you could switch between guns. Yeah. Like once you've gotten it, you've gotten it. Yeah. I mean, the plasma gun is stronger. It was just like, uh, you know, a spacer wave makes those tiny enemies a little easier to hit. And even though it is much stronger, most of the enemies are honestly not that deadly. Correct. So. And if they are, you need the uh, missiles for them. Yeah, yeah. And like, well, you know, again, we already got the Varia, so you're taking half damage already before you even get to this area, so. Exactly. And then, uh, you chill. know, you fight through all these Metroids. None of them should really give you that much trouble. And there's plenty of places to refill your health. And missiles here, so this is a great... Because those, you know, after fighting like six or however many of these Gamma Metroids, it will do a number on your missiles count. For sure. Now you will hear a another Earthquake. Your screen will shake. But as you mentioned before, there were two lava pools we passed. And you will have to cross one lava pool that hasn't drained to get to the now drained lava pool, area four. And I guess we could have called these out. You need 16 remaining Metroids to trigger this earthquake. Yeah, it's always at the same set numbers. Mm -hmm. And this is a really small mini zone. Yeah, it's it absolutely is. Like, it's just one path to the left. You just go up. Head right through some cave stuff, and boom, there's another Gamma Metroid. Yeah, you fight it, and then you have another earthquake right away. Which is nice. But it doesn't lead you to where you thought you were going. Yeah, now you got to go back. It's not my book. <laughs> yeah. Because you passed some lava on the way here, but you have to go back to the previous lava in Area 4 that you went across to get to, or in Area 3 to get to Area 4. I yeah. know, very confusing, but once you've done it, it actually makes sense because you will remember you were just there. Well, and they're very close, so... Not very yeah, just far a few screens apart. And then from area four, you go down to area five, and it is another little mini area as well. Really just some like cave shafts that you go up. There's a split in two, and if you go to the left, there's a alpha Metroid and a big energy ball, and you head up and to the right, and there's a gamma Metroid and a missile refill pod. Now, somewhere around here, and I can't remember exactly because, you know, a lot of these areas kind of blend together. Mm -hmm. is the, the point at which you have to fight those, well, they look like uh, flying leaf blowers that shoot fire out of them. Yes, they're automs. It is a weird little robot creature. Yeah, it's pointed, it's shooting fire down vertically. Blow it yeah, away. and it flies left to right, and when you are underneath it, it, uh, well, it sprays you with fire. They're really cool looking. Right? They're bizarre and goofy, but I love them. I do like the 
kind of addition of more, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of robot enemies in the first one, but they mostly seemed like creatures, but we do get some neat little like tech enemies here that I enjoy. And one of the things we called out before was that we really liked that even though the enemies are kind of reskins a lot of time behavior wise, Mm -hmm. those reskins do give you context and a feel of that you're in a different area and that this area has a, a level of technology or a level of organicness that the previous maybe didn't. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a another good way to keep you from getting too lost. In addition to that, I think one of the other cool things I like is that they do a great job of giving you these transition rooms and different you know feeling areas where certain areas definitely feel like, oh, this is just a crack that now you have to ball your way through. Yeah. It's not a man-made entrance or this isn't a big cavern. And those little places, not only do they feel cool and organic, they're definitely like great landmarks to remember where you're yeah. at on your giant map, which is, you know, a thing you need in, you know, a, a four color game or a full color game. Absolutely. So you have defeated uh, the two Metroids possibly here in area five. You've got the alpha and the bigger than alpha. The, the gamma. Gamma. It's annoying because it's not in, in Greek alphabetical order. Right, right. It's not beta. <laughs> and once you've defeated them, you have another earthquake, but you haven't passed any lava in this area. There is no lava in Area 5. Yeah, so it's a it's a relatively big backtrack through some caves. And you got to get back into Area 4. Yeah, basically, you've been like kind of switching between two different shafts in a way, but now you're back to the big one. And before you found the the one lone gamma metroid now the lava has receded lower from there so you can continue and you are into area six which is like the big ruins the big mega area yeah yeah it's a very kind of vertical it's almost like a big building with yeah that's what i think of it as yeah and there's like caves around it that Mm -hmm. you have to explore and these caves are full of metroids of course and they are gamma metroids and for the first time, you get to fight three Zeta Metroids. Oh, yeah. Which, again, even though they're the new harder form and the goofiest looking, not really that tough. They just soak up like 20 missiles or something. Mm-hmm. You're going to get hit by this one. Sure, sure. And there is a, it's a weird, a lot of the Metroids in this area, almost all of them are placed in some kind of tricky areas where you either yeah, have that's... to space jump through these paths with you know spikes and all this like deadly stuff that you're trying to avoid in midair because you can't stand on it you really need to figure out your space jump at this point definitely and you know there's two of them that are there's a gamma and a zeta metroid that are just in rooms that are just full of destroyable blocks those are the worst ones yeah absolutely you're, you're so limited in a minute any of those blocks leaves the screen it fills back in and you know the metroids are not hampered by them at all no but your missiles are yeah, so it's it can be tough. It can be easy to blast through your life here. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, I did burn through a lot of life here. But luckily, there is a refill for both missiles and life. All right, no, not missiles, just for life. But there is a life refill on the right side of the big shaft. Yeah, yeah. there is a missile one very near it on the other side of that. But That's you have right. to like, In it's the other hard. Wall. It's kind of hard to get to because... You have to like spider ball your way up and then jump because there are spikes on the above and below mm-hmm. it. Like, and at this point though, I wasn't really running out of missiles. No, I now have hundreds of missiles. But that yes. health, the the Zeta Metroids, while they aren't like agile, when they do hit you, they do take off a lot of you know a lot of hit points. It can add up very quickly. 
Yeah. So um, I actually, spoiler alert for the future, came back to this uh, health refill point. Oh, sure. At least once. If it's the closest one you got. Uh, and inside this kind of central tower or building is uh, an area where it's like you get four Chozo statues or as this game calls them, artifactors with all four of the beams. Yeah. So now you can change it up. And I, I didn't. I don't know. Maybe I should have. I, I switched to Spacer here, yeah. but it didn't really matter. I don't know. It um, doesn't because um, honestly, the saddest part is, is from this point on, you're fighting like one fourth or like one third of the enemies that you have been previously. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but up here near the top of that same tower, I think you have to come in from a different side, you come in mm -hmm. from the right side and spider ball your way in fight yes. a zeta metroid and there it is the screw attack yes the screw attack everyone's favorite because it's so awesome the fact that you can just jump and kill things yeah and you're every invincible. every boy's childhood dream no the real factor is <laughs> invincibility that invincibility is priceless this area does have two energy tanks and you might say i already have four there's only room for five well yep. if you can waste your time getting another one and i did i did too did. and there's that They're one both... in the darkness they're yeah they're both pretty easy to get though um the darkness one can be a little confusing but if you just like bomb around a bunch that's what i did i just like kept bombing and yeah jumping it's and... just like the screen's all black and you're trying to figure out where you are in this it took me a minute where i was like i was trying to keep a mental math and i couldn't and then it was just like i'm just desperate and rolling around and just bombing like crazy and it eventually got me up out of there for nothing that was my tactic from the beginning uh, it did refill your health, so that's a little bit of something. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Now, uh, you know, they are harder, but there's only six Metroids in this area. Defeat them all, and you once again feel the ground quake beneath your legs. You see the screen shake, you hear the noise, you know lava somewhere has receded. It's time to move on. Yeah, and it's almost right at the very beginning of Area 6. Uh, you, you find yourself uh, a new vertical shaft onto Area 7, and Area 7 is... A tiny connector area. Yeah, you're down in some caves, and then when you finally get to the next, you know, lava that's blocking you, you instead would head up, and you just kind of, it's a little loop area. Mm -hmm. And in it is an alpha Metroid. Yeah. It's easily, just... easily dispatched. Near the top. Then you'll hear some, some rumbling. And you're thinking, I can leave this area now. Oh, yeah. But as you get back down to the bottom, you realize you cannot leave. Yes, in a twist event, the lava has risen. Yes. Uh, you must make your way back to the room where you fought the Alpha, and instead you see a new form of Metroid emerge. That's right, the Omega. Omega. Which just looks like a bigger, and, and you know, it's almost like T-Rexy in a way, but it's got more of a hunchback. It doesn't look as goofy as the Zeta Metroid. No, I feel like this is them trying to be a little more like the Xenomorph. Yes, for sure. It is, you know, full bipedal, taller. But also, this one can fly. Oh, yeah. Or all it, of the Omegas can fly, I should say. It, it zooms around, and it, it's very kind of aggressive. They always get, like, right in front of you and above you, kind of. Yeah, and then this is the point at which you do need to, like, actually have tactics now. Because one Omega Metroid could kill you, like, if you are just totally stupid about how you interact with it. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think, you know, the real key factor was, like, kind of running and then turning around and jumping up. And you can usually get, like... A shot on the way up, a shot on the way down, and then a shot on the way up again before yeah. it would like bump into you. Get a couple off. Yes, it's it, you want to have a very kind of controlled. I was able to get it down where the first, this first one, I'm pretty sure I lost, boy, three energy tanks at least. Like I was able Just, to get it down to like one on average against an Omega. Yeah, but yeah. 
But I, I don't think there's any way of fighting it without taking damage. Not that I could do. <laughs> and you can definitely do that with the other the other versions of the Metroids. Yeah, it's... I, I don't think these ones have any knockback from your your missiles is part of the problem. Yes, and yeah, so you can't like trap them in. They do take like 40 missiles, so that's, that's the big mm -hmm. crunch. Where now, like, you might get lucky and sometimes they kind of get stuck in a weird spot in their AI. And they'll just be hovering there and you can get like a good, you know, four or five missiles in. Just go nuts. But it never it never lasts. So just use it when you can. But don't don't rely on that that factor. Yeah, take your shots. And if you if you get cornered, you can always screw attack out of there. Yes. And once you've defeated the Omega Metroid, then you have the earthquake that does lower the lava. And you can now take the southern path out of area seven. And it's a long, long corridor that takes you down to some lava pits, which, you know, it's a crowded room full of enemies and platforms swooping at you. But you've that got that screw attack be a little now. tough. It, yes. So that and the space jump is what it's all about through there. You head up you some work very way, long. Way up a very long vertical shafts. Yes. That uh, there's a safe point, luckily, though. Yeah. Not a lot of enemies here. And with your massive no, high fact, jump, you can... Once I realized that, this is where, through this area here, and on my subsequent backtrack, I do have a toggle to switch the speed. Oh, yeah. And I definitely went to double speed to get back through these vertical areas. Uh, yeah, and it's unfortunate because it's it's really tough to, in, in this whole area, you'll find, what, three? Because now you should be down to like four Metroids left, right? So you'll find three yeah. Omegas up here, and getting through them... It's, Especially after this last one, we already fought, where it's like, oof, if, you, if you're very accurate with your missiles, maybe, but you'll probably need to refill them. Yeah, um, there is one new Omega at the very top of the shaft system. I fought it, and that's when I backtracked all the way to mm. Area 6 and did my refill of both missiles and my uh, my health. I definitely needed that health before fighting two more. Yeah, definitely. And, or, and missiles, too, can be rough. Like they, Yeah, they because at this point, you're not fighting enough enemies to refill them. And there's none of the telltale um, flower pot areas or whatever that have the never ending s s flow of them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there was like one room that has some armored enemies that there's yeah. three of them close by to each other. And I kind of farmed them for a while because when they give you the large energy uh, ball. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did the same thing. There's like in that loop where we fought the first Omega. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a screen there. It was just like you can go in a screen, kill three guys, and then leave. Yep, that, that exact same place. Because I was okay. like, well, yeah. this is the the most enemies I've seen near each other in yeah. forever. So it's my only option. And since they did give you the the twenty hit points, I was like, okay, I can do this for five minutes and refill like a hundred, hundred fifty. Yeah. Um. But then again, you know, you do have two more Omega Metroids to deal with. They are in fairly uh, friendly areas. There's nothing like. At least they're not in those huge chunks of refillable blocks or yeah, anything like that. Or, yes, it's much more forgiving here than we've seen in the past. Indeed. And then uh, there is, in the middle of this area, a tiny bit of lava amongst a sea of lava that is pretty inconspicuous as you pass over it. Yeah, you might not realize it, but it's like a vertical, like if you fall down, there's like a little island you could land on. And... That is the area you need to go through once you have defeated these four Omega Metroids. Now, is this the part after you get this final rumble? Is that when it's like the earthquake happens? And then when do, when do the Metroids hatch suddenly? So there's one Metroid left at this point. Yeah. Uh, you go into this cavern system that is 
lot more natural feeling. Mm -hmm. And it is in there that things start going a little crazy and your metroid count starts going nuts. Yes, it it freakily increases. Yeah, and it's I like it. That's a really awesome little thing going on there cuz you're like, "Oh, I'm almost done." Yeah. And, and like, uh uh-uh. uh you find this uh big empty cavern that has some a couple of those annoying like weird fly creatures in it, but who cares. Mm-hmm. Um and on the top of the cavern is a refill station for both your missiles mm-hmm. and your energy which is a telltale sign that some something's about to go down batten down but your hatches also the ice beam yep there's yeah there's like three little shafts in the ceiling you can go up and one of them has another chozo with the ice beam which is another clue things are about to get bad probably if, if you're a veteran yeah. metroid slayer <laughs> and you definitely need to grab that that ice beam because you move up into the the final chunk of area 10 and well you're greeted by an old school metroid yeah, which really freaked me out, man, the first time, because if they get you, you'd have to, like, leave the screen to get them off of you, right? Like, you, I think you can, you can duck and bomb them off. I was trying it. It didn't seem to work. So I was but just I think it takes like screen. it's it's very hard to do. At least, you know what? I think you can. I don't know. Because, yeah, it's usually easier to leave the screen or really your best off defense is a good offense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the key is you never stop shooting that ice beam because they are tricky, man. They just some of them are just hanging out in the hallways. This is not you know yeah. you've been spoiled by the whole game of like being telegraphed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a Metroid here. You see the husk. Don't worry. You know now you can turn your gun over. But at this point, no, they are just sneaking around. Usually though, they are under another platform yeah. or somewhere where you have a moment to be like, okay, if I just stop and keep firing. They have to clear a plane and then hit my ice. Yeah, beam. yeah. It's like once you get that first shot off, you're good. But you're kind of good because they they don't stay frozen for very long. Oh, that's true. You better gun and them down. You fast. have to get five missiles into them before they explode. Yeah, and I had a couple that un that unfroze, and I was like, I almost peed myself. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> or it's like, oh, he was almost dead, and then he unfroze, and then he he's on me, so I had to go back out of the screen <laughs> yeah. and come like I wasted those missiles. Yeah, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Metroids to fight. And they all take five missiles, so that's a 35 right there. Yes. Which, you know, you might need to go back and fill up, because if you complete this little kind of spirally loop, you will eventually find yourself face-to-face with the one and only Queen Metroid. That's right. Now, don't get confused, because the boss of the first game was Mother Brain. Yeah. Mother Brain, not a Metroid. Nope, a space pirate. Somehow. Somehow. But this is the Queen Metroid. This is what lays the eggs that then become Metroids. And it is not what I was expecting as a child. Oh, me either. Or as an adult, because this boss is tough, man. Like, Well, let's describe it first. It is, you know, like a giant alligator tortoise creature with a long, expendable neck. Yes, very long. It's It's in the kind of center of the left wall and you're you fall down you're on the right of the screen and it's a very tight room like there is not you are not running around this room no no and and that you know it's it's shooting at you its head is charging out and and like it will bash you it does a lot of damage you can die super quick here if you're not ready for it yes and there are a couple things you can do though there is an escape path out of the room that's true yeah if you're about to die and it will take you to basically where you can refill your health and everything but that also refills the health of the the boss as well right right so start again 
Yeah. Your your real thing is that basically you're going to have to get really good at knowing when to jump and dodge it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you knew. Uh, do you know about the the real way of beating this boss, Nick? Well, if you and it's not it, to use your missiles entirely. Well, I I did not do this, but uh, if you shoot it in the mouth when its mouth is open, it will freeze it for a few yes. seconds, which you can. And then you can shoot it missiles. a ton at that point. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. you can get ten to fifteen off in there if you're quick enough. Or I, I but I didn't do this, but you can yeah. turn into the ball and roll down its throat and lay bombs in its stomach, which is awesome. And it does a ton of damage to it, and then it spits you out. And if you do that, it only takes like four rounds to destroy it. Okay, that is a lot. Four or five. Than... Whereas otherwise, if you're just using missiles, it takes over a hundred missiles. It, it feels like uh, it definitely does. It's like because I almost ran out, and I had like a hundred and fifty. Yeah, I was down to or no, I had I got in here with like a hundred and sixty missiles, I think, and I had less than twenty when I, if I remember right, it was it's brutal. Like you, you. Ugh go for the ball thing but i died so many times when i first got here because if you don't happen to shoot it when its mouth is open you wouldn't even realize what's going on you know i'm just like no. barely hurting it and taking tons of damage you can do like two two missiles of damage to it like in a in a in its full round of attacks if yeah. you're not doing the the thing that pauses it yes which is brutal Indeed, but once you have its pattern down, you realize you have to shoot its open mouth. It becomes a lot easier. And then if you can get inside it, then it's not hard at all. Yeah, yeah. It only has one form, which is great. You destroy it, but being a Metroid game, that does not make that the end of the game. That's right. You got to get out of here. But luckily, unlike the previous one, there is no timer. Yeah, there's an interesting little sequence here because I, I guess we kind of forgot to mention it. But when we entered this final area fighting the old school Metroids, we did see one unhatched egg in an area that we couldn't quite get to, which turns out to be beyond the queen. Correct. Uh, when you approach the egg, though, after beating the queen, it does hatch and a tiny Metroid comes out. Being yep. the first thing you it sees, it imprints upon you and flies around you in a very cute fashion. Yes, cute baby duck. And while you are leaving, there are many areas that are kind of overgrown with some sort of thing. And the baby Metroid clears it out for you. Yeah, it's, it's you can't destroy it yourself. So it tags along with you and, and opens the way for you. And I really like the like AI of this like little Metroid that follows you. Yeah, it, I, it can get caught on things a little bit, but it's like super cute. And like the way it bobs around is awesome. I'd like to I'd like to play a. A game where Samus and a baby Metroid are like a team. Yeah, that, that I totally felt the. I guess after I did this, I was like, man, this should have been like the last half of the game or something, like or or the sequel to this on Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then at this point, you just have to make it back to your ship. Yeah, you come out on the the other side of a large cliff that was to the left of your initial starting spot at the spaceship, and just get back there. You jump in your ship, and you get the graphic of Samus telling you how well you did. Is Samus running? Is she wearing her suit? Is she just standing there like a big lump? Depends. Depends on how well you did. I got the standing there ending, so, yeah. Yeah, I got the one. I was kind of surprised, too, because it was like, she's in, like, bikini briefs and, like, a shirt, like an undershirt. I was like, whoa. All right, Samus. Yeah, and then you get the full credits, uh, actual credits, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, one thing I thought was funny is that in the special thanks uh, section, they uh, thank uh, Dylan Cuthbert. I did see that name. I, I was like, what? Is he playtesting? I noticed that or? in there. I don't know. I wonder what that's all about. Yeah, or maybe he like gave him some sort of tricks for managing some sort of like ROM or something. Who knows? Yeah. Well, thanks, Dylan. 
And then there's Samus there at the end in her state of dress or undress. You get a nice little uh, cursive, the end, and your final playtime. All right, folks, this is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. And Nick, I gave this a 4.0. Okay, I went with a 4.5, actually, but... You know, I'm, I as I was saying it out loud, I thought, that's a little low. And in fact, the only thing I can ding this game for, I feel like, is the lack of music... But that's kind of the point of the game, Well, of the music, of the soundscape. It definitely has that, you know, Metroid stuff that in some ways works for me with the cool computer bleeps and such, but it doesn't, uh, I just feel like the Game Boy can't pull it off the way NES or Super Nintendo did and would, you know? Yeah. I mean, the graphics are, you know, famously for us, larger than we'd want. We always like smaller sprites on the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. But they really knew what they were doing, and they worked around it beautifully. Absolutely. You know, I like this. The sprites look great. I, I can't imagine graphically anything else I would want more out of a Game Boy game. You know, like... Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Huge variety of monster and background sprites. And while little music, it is all good. Yeah, yeah. Next up is Play Control. And I also gave that a 4.0. Same here. I feel like this game is great. In fact... I think I'm going to be disappointed when I go back to playing the original Metroid, which we still haven't done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because, man, Samus just controls so fluidly, and you can jump for years. It is crazy how many power-ups and abilities you can get in this game with just the two buttons. Yeah, and it's never... You don't feel like you're juggling, even though you still have to hit select for that uh, missile. Yeah. Like, it's they they have figured out this time, well, don't worry, we tell you you're going to have to use it. Sure. So sure. you're never on the fly like, oh, no, I got to hit that button real quick. It's like, no, no, I see the shell. OK, now I'll get my missiles out. Sure, sure. And you get all kinds. You get two jumps. Tons ball of jump. Ball powers. Yeah. All, oh. It's great. You got a lot of if, options. If the original Metroid had the ball jump, spring ball. Oof, man. I wish. I know. Following that is challenge factor. Here I went with a 2.5. I went with a 2.0. Yeah. I feel like you know, some of the boss fights are hard when you don't know what to do at first. You know, yeah. basically the last two forms of Metroids. But otherwise, with the generous uh, save system, I mean, there's save points in every single you know area, mm-hmm. sometimes two. And the sheer ton of health and missiles you can get in this game. This is a game anyone can beat if they just actually spend consecutive days, you know, every other day playing it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you take two weeks off, just like any Metroid, you're going to be lost. Yeah, yeah. But if you keep it up, this game, anyone can beat this game. Sure. Yeah. I think the, you know, the Queen Metroid is the only real tough part I, I found. And that I didn't use that ball trick. So maybe that's more on me. It is it is a tough fight if you don't have that. But you can still win it. That yeah, it's still too. a winnable fight. I've, I know I've I won that fight many ways, like many times like that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And finally, we have theme and fun. I gave it a 4.5. Yeah, same here. I think that really, like, I know I definitely need to go back and play the remake of this, but I feel like if they would put out a color version of this, this would be like the perfect first Metroid for a lot of people. 
yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a lot of fun and more a little more palatable than the first one, but it does miss a little of that wandering exploration that that I do like, but I agree with you, but I think it trades it for a more streamlined breezy experience. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and that's a trade-off. Like we, you know, I agree with you. I do like the open-ended confusing aspect of Metroid where I'm like, where am I? What's going on? Mhm. But I feel like that's also its biggest turnoff for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. I, I just wish that there were not necessarily a higher variety of enemies, but just more enemies to fight from an action sense. And you Especially know, in that final third of the game. Yeah, where it's like, I'm just wandering through empty, which again, kind of works. And they do have the, I don't know, all the really like classic Metroid, like silent storytelling is here. They do a lot of really cool stuff. So it's it's pretty pretty fun. And so I ask, as I always do at the end of every episode, should you play this game? I say yes. Agreed. Uh, you know, we, we'll have to go back and we're going to review the original Metroid at some point. But as far as I'm concerned, this is like the perfect starting point. This is the one. If you're not a huge Metroid person, start here and you'll really like, you know, figure out if you like the the Metroid tropes or not. Absolutely. You'll you'll get to know uh, a great number of the series power ups and things, staples that so many of them are either present or started here, so it's a it's a good place to dip your toes in. Next week's game will be Little Samson for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Find a copy of that game any way you can. Spoiler alert, it's going to be through piracy, unless you have a lot of money, because it is one of the more expensive games for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Legendarily so. Might be like a four-digit price there. Could be. Uh, I guess we'll find out next week. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right, folks. And do you have Little Samson? I'll take it. Give it to me. Email me about it at gmail at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. I really want it. And the, the thought the thought of owning it just threw you that far off. Like, I, I need that Samson, man. Samson. Now, uh, if you don't own it, you know, actually... If you do own it and don't want to give it to us, that's fine, too. We'd be pretty interested to hear if you did. But if you don't own it uh, but have had a chance to play it, let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear from you at Cartridge Command at, on the Facebook or Cart Command on the Twitterverse. So either way, we'd love to hear from you all. Yeah, and, and if you do have it, you know, and you don't want to give it to us, you can just give us your address and work schedule, and we'll figure something out. But either way, let us know. <laughs> Let us know, because uh, as I always mention here, it is those awesome, fine folks that give it to us at patreon.com. They're hard-earned money every month. You know, it's their support that makes this show possible. They don't mm-hmm. give us a uh, little Samson money, but they do give us enough to keep this show running, to pay for our hosting fees, to pay for all of that kind of stuff. And we super appreciate it, because uh, as Nick said, he's about to resort to uh, theft to get it. We're just working-class guys. We don't have the the bake accounts for that that little Samson. I was liberating that cartridge for the people. For the people. and uh, But of course, it's the people that give to us every month that we say thank you so very much to. And if you haven't yeah. uh, given, consider doing so. Even a dollar helps us out. So we really appreciate it. Thank you so very much, folks. Yes, thank you a million. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on. Game on.